welcome to episode 85 of the Customer Support Leaders Podcast. I'm Charlotte Ward. The theme for this week is remote work, so stay tuned for five leaders talking about that very topic. I'd like to welcome back to the podcast today, Mo McKibben. Mo, it's lovely to have you back. Yes, thank you for having me. I'm so excited. This is something I'm really passionate about. I know, I know. That's why I wanted you to come and talk with me about remote, because I know you have a real love relationship with this way of working, right? Yep. I've been actually working remotely for the last six years. When it comes to remote work and its relationship with support, do you think that's a particularly beneficial relationship? Uh, Absolutely. In fact, I actually believe unless your support team has a direct relationship with something in terms of fulfillment or warehouse where they need to, you know, process something tangible, customer support should absolutely be remote. Because one of the most important metrics really in, in terms of delivering awesome support is, you know, that time to first reply. For many of our businesses, our customers do not live where our office lives. Our friends in the UK are going to be waiting eight hours for, you know, the San Francisco office to open up. Um, and that's a really poor customer experience. And on top of that, when you have a whole world of conversations that come in um, before, you know, your office wakes up, Um, that even also pushes the help that you're able to give the people who do live in your time zone because you're opening the day with a backlog. Having remote team members across time zones um, helps to make sure that you are producing um, accessible support, available support at the time that they need it. Um, And then the other thing that it does uh, is it helps have people who are connected to the cultures that they're part of serving the cultures that are writing. I actually did a conference in Europe once and I was told that I'm so American. And like, I, I think, you know, like there's in the US, there's like this effusive bubbliness and like over positivity that's expected. And in you know, support in Europe, being direct and being like to the point is more valued. So um, just having folks that understand some of those different cultural nuances is also really awesome and helping people the way they want to be helped. I totally need to get you back to talk about cultural differences <laughs> as well, which I feel we're in danger of straying into here. But <laughs> no, no, it's super fascinating. But I think what's is super interesting in the context of remote as well, if you do have a global team, that probably you are supporting customers that are from elsewhere in the world as well, right? So you, you open up the world, but also you need people who are a bit more capable of sort of doing some gymnastics culturally, mm-hmm. right? Yes, absolutely. Well, and that's one thing that's awesome and helps too when you have a remote team is that the whole team then educates people on those uh, cultural norms to share a lot of these knowledge with us, better educating our team where we wouldn't get the exposure to that if we had like an insular group of people, um, you know, all developing our voice and our tone and our process and, and all of those things. Now, you said the P word there as well. And I want to talk to you about this. You said processes. Oh, yes. It was was buried in there. I love a process. (laughs) It was buried in there, but I spotted it. So really quickly, let's talk about processes in remote because this is really important, isn't it? Absolutely. First of all, in, in general, I love a good process for anything in customer support, even if your team is not remote. It's 
specifically important in remote because you are dealing with having to have that A plus support all across different time zones and making sure that everybody is aware of all the changes that take place. This is the argument that people so often make for in-office is that the communication is is so in the moment, it's real time, it's perfect, everyone knows what's <laughs> going on because they're just there. Yeah, so, you know, I think Slack can be a disaster tool or the most powerful tool and it all depends on how it's wielded. Um, mm-hmm. What I've noticed is that situation of everything gets lost usually happens if you don't have a clear organization around your Slack channels. Um, so one of the ways that we came around this at Help Scout, you know, it's funny because it seems like such a simple thing, but like people like love it, <laughs> is um, I think about channels and our Slack channels in two different ways. And they're conversation channels. Um, so maybe you have like a company-wide support channel that the whole company talks about support. And then you have like your C team private. That's like just your support team. The other type of channel is what I call a feed channel. Usually feed channels are things that you have integrations for. So like maybe like that stream of Zendesk tickets, um, or that stream of, you know, like just little pings that come from external tools that keep you in awareness. Um, so what we did at Help Scout was we actually created a feed channel for internal processes. So instead of being like run by a integration, it was run by like us, the support team, whenever we would release new information that everybody need to stay on top of. Um, and so we would have these categories like new saved reply, new help article, or like new process documentation. We had this like little bolded tag of whatever the category was. And then we would like link to whatever the new article was, whatever the new internal document slab was, all of those things. And this would not be used for any discussion whatsoever. And the other thing that was nice is we did have it open to the whole company as well. So it also elevated the support processes and how much we were producing. And it, it surfaced some of that information elsewhere in the organization as well. We're very firm on like, this is not a discussion channel. That's awesome. I'm going to go and do that. I hope you do. I hope everyone does. It's life-changing. <laughs> I think that's the simplest, most concise piece of Slack advice I've been given in quite some time. <laughs> that's it for today. Go to customersupportleaders.com forward slash 85 for the show notes. And I'll see you next time.